Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This holiday season, Lexus wants you to remember. Nothing feels as good as making others feel good. Those so-called feel-good holiday films? They can't hold a gingerbread-scented candle to the feeling of giving them something that gives them all the feels. Make this December one to remember, together. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You are listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. Four beer with a sports talk and a whole lot more. We are part of the Belly Up Sports Network. Listen in as Brent and Dave invite you to belly up to the bar with them to talk about everything in the world of sports, just like you would do at your favorite watering hole. It's sports, beer, and shenanigans. So belly up to the bar with us, grab a beverage, and let's get into it. 1420 Sports Bar Podcast Show 244, a special edition of the show today, guys. Uh, Going to call it Moments in Time. I put a question on the Twitter machine earlier on this week asking followers of the show what their uh, favorite moment was live when they're at a game, whether it be a championship being won, whether it be just some uh, some game that they, but just something that they were at live that is, it's etched in their memory forever. And so I got a, a lot of great responses uh, about this uh, this topic. And so I thought I'd put a, a show together, get some clips together that uh, the sound guy Jim's going to take care of for us and he'll make us sound all pretty. But it it's uh, started to put a lot of a smile across my face when you got thinking about the times that uh, that people that are uh, that follow the fourteen twenty sports bar on Twitter um, and they took the time out of their day to think about what what uh, was their favorite moment that they went to that they're at the game live and the, the responses were great. I took fifteen at ten or fifteen, whatever it is, doesn't much matter. Uh, matters to Jim; he's the one who's got to piece it all together. But uh, it, I got a lot of great responses. There were some championship games. There were some games that they were just at. There was some recent games, some games from far back as 86. I think 86, everybody knows what I'm talking about on that one. But uh, the, uh, the the responses were, were vast. Uh, it was The moments were great, and some that I knew of, some that I'm uh, vaguely aware of, some that I had no idea that that occurred. It's just, it, but it means something to somebody. And when they get into somebody's head, it, it's, uh, or into their heart, even more than their head, it, it, you never, you never lose those, those moments. I mean, when you go to a game, the greatest thing about sport, I think, is the moment your team does something special. And it's even better when you have a chance to be there live. Uh, the nervous anticipation of the when the game gets going on, the excitement, the energy. Uh, it could be years of pent up frustration might be coming to an end if, if you're lucky to be at a game that wins a championship um, or can win it all, or like some nondescript game from my favorite moment in a at a live event. It was some nondescript game at the end of August between the Yankees and the and the Oakland A's uh, in the Bronx. Uh, so every like when you get in the building, the excitement's there for what might be three hours or less later on. Uh, the moment you get through the gate, you grab your beer, you find your seat. Some games come down to a field goal. Some games are done early, but you're there for that moment. 
whether it's the the winning home run or something that happened earlier in the game or a, it could be a, a milestone moment but you were there and you can remember um you remember being there and it's something that, you, that gets into your head as a sports fan and there, i don't think there's any form of entertainment that that gets you that if you go to a concert yeah there might be a song but you can listen to that song on a uh on the radio or I shouldn't downplay music or you go to a movie, the movie's great and you remember it forever, but it's, it's, it's these sports moments and the people who don't like sports, I don't understand it. It's, it, it's crazy to me that it's uh, that it's, that it goes like that, but celebrating at the field uh, or, or the, the arena or whatever it may be, but celebrating with fr- friends, family, but mostly it's complete strangers in the building with you. Uh, that To me, that's the best thing about sport is is those moments that come back in time and you remember forever and something comes on. And like I said, a lot of them I knew that the people sent in. Like I said, thank you very much for the Twitter responses because we put this together. I got the clips ready. So Jim's not doing all the work. I found the the, the, sig- the segments too and the Twitter or the, the YouTube clips. He'll get clip them out. It's not going to be on uh, on YouTube, but we'll just have this hope you guys listen to. But there's a lot of great moments. And I hope you guys who listen to this uh, put a smile on your face and you guys can think of some of the great moments you had watching your favorite sports team or you might might not even been your favorite team but you, you were at the game for whatever reason and it was something that meant, meant a lot to you because sport does that to a lot of people like I said it could be a championship moment it could be a milestone moment or it could be some a game winning home run that you, or a walk off home run like I saw that because uh, I was there with my brother and my sister and just the way the, the game worked out the fun that that we had so sit back grab a few beers let's get into it we're going to go through these 10 or 15 um great moments in sports history got a little blurb for each of them what it may have meant to me uh hopefully you guys enjoy this show it uh, took a little bit more work than what i i i like to put you know, took a little a little more uh, i put a lot of work in every day don't get me wrong but it took a little a little different type of work today to put this together but it was fun reminiscing about these memories so like i said sit back Grab a few beers and let's get into her. Hey, it's Brent from the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. For all of you out there who like to have a little skin on the game, go to BetUS.com to make all your sports wagers. BetUS.com has all the sportsbook options available at your fingertips from pro and college football to baseball, hockey, horse racing, and beyond. And with an initial sign-up bonus of 125%, you get more bang for your buck at BetUS.com. Just click on all our on our personalized link that can be found on all our social media accounts and start betting today at America's favorite sportsbook. There is also an online casino for those of you who like to play the table as well. So sign up at America's favorite sportsbook today and pad your pockets at BetUS.com. First one we got is from Justin Andrew uh, at Dynasty Matt on Twitter. Nebraska versus Northwestern, November 2013. Uh, Justin says he paid a little extra for some seats. He got out of the nosebleed, and he's sure glad that he did. A Big Ten conference game. He... uh, just a fantastic game. I watched the highlight. Uh, Ron Kellogg, I don't remember this game at all. I'm not going to pretend I do. I, I watched the, the highlight a few times. I, I vaguely remember it, but uh, catching it, I, I have a lot of questions about why, why it happened. But anyways, Ron Kellogg threw the ball as far as he could. Uh, ball got tipped into the waiting hands of uh, Jordan Vander, uh, Westerkamp, sorry, Nebraska steals the victory. It happens all the time. You see it more often than not. Uh, 27-24 final. 
why the uh, why the Northwestern uh, defenders didn't just knock the ball down? Why they did try to catch it, knock the ball down, you win a ball game? Why they end up tipping it? It happens so often in college football and in the pros. It, it happens everywhere. CFL, NFL, it don't matter. Uh, guys see that that juicy meatball coming up. They want to catch the ball instead of knocking it down for the for the the simple victory. Well, they're never simple victories. Knock it down, you get a win. But uh, a fantastic ending to that game. It's uh, one of those moments, like you said, he'd be bucked up for some some. Uh, more expensive tickets wasn't nosebleed had some good seats to see the see the thing live and uh i'm sure the uh the the crowd there went bananas there and it was uh, it was a fun fun day for him anyways thanks justin for the reply uh good moment for good sports moment for you for sure northwestern trying to do the unthinkable wow come to lincoln nebraska two straight times and get out of town with wins Northwestern has lost four straight games, by the way. Right. And all banged up, too. They've had significant injuries. Really, to come in here at this stage, again, like you said, Eric, going 0-4, needing a win on the road in Lincoln with a banged-up football team. What a great, gutty performance. Next one up comes from Justin Herrera at SemTemMex93 on the Twitter machine. Thanks very much, Justin, for getting back to us. Uh, his special one for me, it, uh, I was, I've never been a part of this, never been close to him. I've been to a lot of Major League Baseball games in my life, uh, so I've never been close to him, but he was lucky enough to be in San Francisco, the Matt Game, Matt Game perfect game uh, in San Fran on, in uh, 2012. It was the 22nd one in Major League Baseball history. Like I said, something I've never been a part of. Uh, everybody dreams of being a part of it. It's, it's, it's a magical moment. Um, fans, you start paying attention on the sixth inning. You, you don't really talk about it. You don't say anything. You nudge the guy next to you and you say, hey, hey, they got something going on here. Don't say it. You never say the words. Whether it's a tradition or not, the great Vince Scully, he always said it. He said it was an obligation for fans to know what was going on if they were just tuning in. So maybe there's a uh, something to be said about in the ballpark as a fan as opposed to being a broadcaster. There was no rules for Vin. Vin's allowed to say whatever he want. Rest in peace, Vin. We miss you down here. But anyways, uh, no one left. Hope it was a 10 nothing game. Uh, in, non-consequential what the scores at that point. Kane struck out 14. Uh, blowout. Hopefully nobody left. Hopefully people stayed. Hopefully they weren't driving out and, and say, ah, we'll see it later on. Who cares? Even I hope uh, whatever Astro fans might have been in the building, I hope that they stuck around because you don't see those very often. You think how many baseball games there are a day and, and over the years. And for that to be uh, back in 2012, to be the only the, the twenty second one in baseball history at that point is a pretty special moment and but, uh, something to be uh, never forgotten. So, Justin, thank you very much for your submission. But now looking into Buster Posey, one ball and two strikes on the ground. Arias from deep third got him, and that's a perfect game. And the Giants mobbing Matt Cain on the pitcher's mound. Andrew LeDuc, his Twitter handle is the at real Mr. Mallard, a fellow belly up media member. Thank you very much for responding, Andrew. Uh, belly up, it's a, a great, we've got a great thing going there. It's like, if you don't uh, have them on your, on your, favorites list make sure you go to belly up there's a lot of great articles a lot of great podcasts coming up lots of great stuff going on at belly up and happy to be a part of them um he said a special place in his heart is the, what the event he was at it was at the manny ramirez a uh, 500th home run at canyon yards in baltimore uh special because he's a big red Sox fan manny no matter what he's uh, one of the best power hitters of all time yeah there's some uh, PED. 
not even allegations. It's an, it's a it's a flat out fact that Manny Manny being Manny was a thing, and the PEDs were a heavy part of his life. But it's a round bat and a round ball. He still got to hit it square. He was a very he was a feared feared hitter as a Yankee fan. Uh, he put the fear into me uh, every time he came to bat. So no, one of the greatest power hitters of all time, Manny Ramirez. He bounced around to the old out the Dodgers. There's lots of good good Manny stories going out there. Anyways, uh, Andrew, good good uh, submission. I wonder where you were sitting that that night. He said uh, it was a rather pro from what I read was, and I but I heard it was a rather pro Red Sox crowd at Canyon Yards that night. And that's a ballpark I've really got to get to one day. So thank you very much, Andrew. Once again, part of Belly Up Sports for getting back to us. Uh, Wonder where you're sitting on May 31st, 2008. Red Sox, Orioles, Manny hit number 500 to uh, to join that uh, that uh, very exclusive club. And Ramirez puts that one in the air. Right center field, way back. Goodbye. Welcome to the 500 club, Manny Ramirez. This is one that uh, I remember vividly. Actually, it comes from Nathan Ryder. Uh, Nathan Ryder at Nathan Ryder fourteen on Twitter. He's originally from Lethbridge. I know I know Nathan quite well. Um, he was the uh, PA guy for the. Uh, now he's actually MPA. He was a public address announcer for Leopards Bulls and WCBL. Uh, good guy. Now he works for the, the the Daily Herald in Prince Albert, I believe it's called the, the newspaper there. Check out his stuff. He's all he's, he's very busy with the hockey season, everything going on there. Big baseball fan though. Nathan's uh, number one love is 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 uh, the sport of baseball. He was there. Uh, Jesus, the Eddie Encarnacion three home run game, uh, August 29th, 2015. I remember this one vividly. That Jays team, they were forced to reckon with. There was a point there you didn't think they were going to lose another baseball game the way they were hitting the ball and flying. They went for it that season. Uh, Alex Antopoulos made some deals. Uh, Eddie was part of the team. My God. But uh, I think it probably caught a lot of... Uh, People by surprise, uh, the hat trick, for those who don't know, it's when a, a hockey uh, a hockey player scores three goals in a game. It's called a hat trick. I'm not exactly 100%. I think I know the reason why. If you guys know, get back to me. Let me know what the reason behind the hat trick was. I think it was it, it was if you got a hat trick or if you scored three goals, you got a coupon or, or a free hat or something from somebody in whatever. I think it was in Toronto originally, but don't don't quote me on that. If I'm wrong or making stuff up, let's make that one work. But anyways, Eddie Encarnacion, three home runs against, it was a blowout. I think it was 13 nothing or 14, it doesn't much matter, but he hit three home runs in one game. The hats came raining down from, from the uh, the Sky Dome or Rogers Center, whatever you want to call it, and uh, Eddie probably didn't know what was going on, and most people don't know what's going on. If you're not, not a hockey fan, you wouldn't know what the hat trick was, but three goals, three home runs, so Canadians and ter- people in Toronto, they made it uh, their own, and they said, uh, here's the deal, and it was, a, it was a good combination for the hockey fans in Toronto and the baseball fans in Toronto to combine the three home runs, so thank you, Nathan, for get, getting back to me on that one. Uh, great moment in Jays history. Uh, yeah, they didn't win a World Series, but that Jays team was a, a force we reckon with, and it brought uh, the way they brought uh, baseball relevant into Canada again. It was a lot of fun that uh, 15 and 16 uh, summers. It was great to watch, so thank you very much. Hope you're doing well out there in Prince Albert. Get back to having the show once again. Edwin has had one free homer game. Slam, 
I don't really like talking about this next one a lot. Uh, there's some actually some worse ones coming up that I, I don't like talking about a whole bunch. But anytime the Red Sox come up in my uh, vernacular and my my being, it kind of puts a sour taste in my mouth. But I I wouldn't be uh, I wouldn't be fair to people who do respond and take the time out of their day to respond to respond to the tweets I put out. But Robert Sexy uh, Soxy Pit S O X Y Pit, he was there. Uh, but actually, he he got this from a retweet from our friends at the Pesky Report. Another, another belly up, um, a belly up member. They uh, they have a great Red Sox podcast with the Pesky Reports, the Pesky Poll, blah blah. But check them out. Got a great uh, Red Sox, ba- good baseball podcast. No, I shouldn't say good, a great baseball podcast. So check them out at the Pesky Report. Uh, Rob, he was at Game Six of 2013 ALCS Fenway Park. Shane Victorino Grand Slam in the eighth inning, I believe, or seventh inning. Uh, uh, who doesn't much matter uh, against the uh, Detroit Tigers uh, over the Green Monster the whole bit. One of the great venues in sport. I've been to Fenway for two games against the Toronto Blue Jays a few years back. I can't remember. Fun, fun time. It was cold, but it was fun. Uh, we sat in the Budweiser deck the next next day. It was a, it was a great, great event. Uh, Sweet Caroline. I normally don't like that song, but I, I, I took the time out of the day to uh, to to enjoy that part of it. Uh, not a big. Uh, Neil Diamond fan to begin with, but then you you throw in the the, the Red Sox and the like. But anyways, the second Grand Slam of that series, uh, the Victorino. There was an error earlier in that inning. The low of the bases, Victorino hit the home run uh, to send the the Red Sox to the World Series in six games that they would eventually win and bring uh, the Yankee Nation, Yankee Universe, a little bit sad. And then uh, the Red Sox Nation, uh, they're another uh, World Series. So. Uh, Great, great thing to be at. Like I said, one of the great venues in all of sport, Fenway Park. Have a listen. For the Tigers, the count's 0-2 on Victorino. That's hit well. Into the corner. It is gone. A grand slam. This next one is one that I can remember exactly where I was at when it occurred. You know, the the, the, uh, the jubilation and joy that was happening around my, the, my home province of Alberta and uh, actually right across uh, I was living in BC at the time but uh, a lot of a lot of people became Oilers fans uh, at this time uh, the 2006 Stanley Cup Finals this comes from Zachary Martin at one true, true Zach on Twitter uh, his Twitter pick actually has him wearing a Carolina Hurricanes jersey I personally like he was at the game game seven uh, Carolina won 3-1 um, brought the place crazy the, like it was a great atmosphere in that if I recall correctly nobody in the stands, sat down the entire time. The, uh, they they might not not even be seats there. It was like a college football game inside the arena in at Carolina, and the the, the place was nuts from the beginning, from get get from the get go. The, the the run that the Oilers went on, the improbable run with Chris Pronger leading the charge, and then Juicy Marketing went net for the Oilers. But anyways, Carolina didn't win that game three one in a great game. Uh, this one brings up a lot of uh, bad memories for me as being an Oiler guy back then, but it was a lot of fun to watch. Uh, this one still to this day somehow some way brings up a lot of conversations around the uh, the Christmas dinner table when I see uh see my sister and, and her husband Craig who still doesn't understand how Cam Ward could still possibly be the uh, uh the Smythe winner of that that Stanley Cup it was it's a lot of fun to talk about that was a great series um a lot of fun to watch that one I was at my friend Jamie Austin's where I had a routine that I went through today I went to go for after work I go for a beer at the Cal Hotel in Vernon BC where I lived and we go to Jamie's and watch the games and uh they almost did the others almost pulled it off um, improbable run that they have but congratulations to 2016 and Zach I'm or Zachary or go by Zach or Zachary uh, I'm glad you, you put this out there because I'm bringing back a lot of 
memories to me. And then Rod Brindamore hoisting the cup. Uh, I got a funny story one day. I'll give you about Rod Brindamore. I uh, graduated with his his younger brother Mitch at Notre Dame in Saskatchewan, and there was I was the grad MC, and I got a funny uh, Rod Brindamore one day that I'll put Rod, Rod Brindamore story that I'll put put out there uh, for the mass on the uh, fourteen twenty Sports Bar podcast one day. But anyways, have a listen to the uh, the end of the game, uh, how it all turned out. It was a fantastic hot game. The Oilers almost pulled it out, but have a listen. And thanks once again, Zach, for getting back to us. Now Pronger blocked off of Pekka, and he is hurt. Meanwhile, Eric Cole to the net. Down he goes, and play continues. Michael Pekka just now crawling over the boards in pain. Back up with it now, Rappi Torres with a man-breaking save. More rebound, another save. Brindamore to Stillman, out in front of Dean, and it's cancelled away from Williams. A good cluster of players in front for Edmonton. Back up the wing, turning along, and a shot was a rebound. Oh, and a remarkable save on Torres by Ward! They jam along at the half boards, and it came loose. Hennigan knifed it on. Brought back up by Stahl. Getting back across to Williams! I will argue this the day I die, that there's nothing like overtime game seven in, in professional hockey, junior hockey, whatever it is. But when you get to double overtime, that's even better in the game of hockey. Uh, Richard Blosser at rbloss 64 of the Grit and Barrett podcast, Her- uh, Hershey Bears podcast, the, the American Hockey League. Good show. Give it a listen. Uh, lots of great insight on the American Hockey League. Um, he was... Uh, Wilkes Bear Scranton or Scranton Wilkes Bear, however you want to say it, in the Hershey Bears, 2016 Game Seven uh, Her- uh, Calder Cup playoffs, uh, double overtime, that, and the the way the the game. I, I watched the highlights of the whole thing. I got one one of these ones that obviously I didn't know anything about because I'm not the biggest AHL fan, and, and but it, it's it was great to watch that that kind of elation that goes through the game, and you just know that the people who are in the building uh, are on the edge of their seats during overtime. Actually, the last ten minutes of the game probably because one shot one bounce won this one that in the game of hockey anything can happen and when you got you're in a game seven situation because there's actually no two better words in in the in sport than game seven i don't care what sport it is you get to a game seven and anything can happen and you get to an overtime and double overtime of game seven i can't imagine being being in the building for something like that i've never had that opportunity but you can imagine that the fans for both sides on the edge of their seat and, and they're ready to they're ready to explode if something good happens for their squad and then the, the bench the way that they come off the bench it's a great it's a great clip. It's a great view. The The goal was, a, it's a nice goal. It wasn't a sloppy one by any means. Uh, if you get a chance to watch it, but have a listen here. Richard, thank you very much. I appreciate all your, your tweets, retweets, everything that you, uh, that you put out there. And another member of the Belly Up Sports Podcast. Give him a, give our sports media group or however you want to call it. But Richard, thank you very much and have a listen. to the corner. Liam O'Brien will find it. Held up by Parrott as he poked it to the corner. Boyd with a fake on Jeffrey. Around the net it goes. Boyd, shot! He scores! He scores! He scores! Travis Boyd! It's over! What a great play by Travis Boyd. 
9-11 still something that uh, shakes me up every time I see it. I've, I've been to the 9-11 Memorial uh, four times now, three or four times. It, uh, it's it's uh, surreal. It's awful. It's horrible. Um, the thing to, the, what went on September 11, 2001 is one of those things that you'll never forget. You'll, you, that's one of those things you, you'll always rem- remember where you were that wasn't sport related. Um, it's, it's never, hopefully it's never forgotten. It's, it's hard to, it's hard to fathom. Like Jim, our, our sound guy, he's, he wasn't even born when 9-11, when it, when it occurred. So that's a, it's a whole generation of people who weren't around when it, when it went on. I hope it's never forgotten because it's such a devastating thing to, to the New York city and the like, and the country was shaken up in our country and all right across the world. It was quite the event, but I've said it before and I've said it again, that the game of baseball, um, it brought the country back together and it brought things back to, uh, as normal as it could be. I mean, things haven't been normal ever since, but it was uh, the great game of baseball that that brought it back together. And uh, no class like school in the summer uh, at J Ch- Ch- Chicola, J C H E E C O L A, just probably J Ch- Chicola, like it says. Uh, he was at the na the the, the first. Um, baseball game after 9-11 it was at Shea Stadium in New York City uh it was the Mike Piazza game where he hit the home run to put the Braves ahead or to put the, the Mets ahead of the Braves three, three to two um Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Something else in New York City. Forty-one thousand people went there. Uh, never, it was never the same. The security that was there and all that was going on. Um, but he was there, and he was, it was a spiritual moment for him. It was uh, one of the greatest moments in New York sports history, even though it wasn't a championship or anything. But it, it kind of let people breathe for a little bit. So I'm sure for the ten days after that, there was pretty. There was a lot of un- uncertainty in the world, and b- baseball brought that back together. And you go on to the, the Yankees losing the World Series, which I still say is the greatest World Series. In, in baseball history, even though the Yankees lost that. It was a great moment in uh, in in time. So thank you, uh, Jay Ch- Chicola, for getting back to us on that. Uh, thank you very much for this great moment in uh, sports history. And I'm glad you got to be there. Lopez wants it away. And it's hit deep to left center. Andrew Jones on the run. This one has a chance. Home run by Piazza. And the Mets lead 3-2. It wouldn't be a list without Derek Sanderson Jeter entering it somewhere, somehow, some way. Uh, I got a lot of Yankee uh, followers, a lot of Yankee fans on the Twitter machine or this podcast, as I shouldn't say I, because Dave and Jim and the like are part of it. So it's just not just me. It's a we thing. So I apologize, Dave and Jim, for for saying that. It's a, it's a group effort. But it wouldn't be a list without Derek Sanderson Jeter being on it. Dave's favorite, uh, favorite shortstop in baseball history. Uh, September the 11th, 2009, uh, of course, in, in typical Derek Jeter fashion, he would uh, do it on a, on a day like September 11th to maybe bring some joy to, to people's uh, people's minds and maybe take their minds off a little bit in the game of baseball. September 11th, I was there a few years ago on the 11th, and it was uh, it was surreal and different the way that people talk about it. But let's you know let's not forget about it. Let's just uh, put it in the, in the rearview mirror for the, the remainder of the podcast. Jeter, uh, this is from Adam Hulse Sports, at Adam Hulse. Great articles, great 
great guy. He puts a lot of good good content out there. Make sure you guys follow him on Twitter because he's uh, got a lot of good reads, a lot of good football stuff on a daily basis. So thank you very much, Adam, for getting back to us. He was there on September 11, 2009, when Derek Sanderson Jeter passed Lou Gehrig to become the uh, all-time Yankee hit king, 2,722 uh, in the third inning of that game. 40, it was a rainy night, I believe. Uh, 44 less games than it took Garrick to get to that point. Uh, Garrick, you know what? We all know Lou Garrick's disease the whole bit and uh, ALS and the, and, and the like. But Adam was there that night at uh, the Yankees at Yankee Stadium to uh, to watch that. And uh, man, it's always a great uh, when you get to be at one of those moments at Yankee Stadium. The way the crowd goes, and, and uh, man, what, what can you say about Jeter that hasn't already been said? So Adam, thank you very much for the follow and everything else that you do for uh, on the Twitter machine for all us indie podcasts. The guy's trying to trying to make a go over. So thank you. And here's Derek Jeter with uh, becoming the Yankee hit king. And the 2-0. There it is. For 72 years, Lou Gehrig has been the Yankees' all-time hits leader. Now it's Derek Jeter. Some uh, classic sports uh some classic sport memories, some classic sports moments are, are, are uh, some are more recent than others. And this one was definitely classic two short weeks ago, uh, Alabama Crimson Tide, Tennessee Volunteers. We all seen the story. It's all fresh in our minds. What's going, what happened there two weeks ago, Rocky top the whole bit, uh, Man, what a game that was. 52-49, I think the final score was. Um, just an unbelievable football game. Tennessee breaks their 15-game losing streak, 15-year uh, losing streak against the Alabama Crimson Tide. Thanks very much for Vegas Fever Pod getting back to us. Have a listen to them. They do a lot of stuff about Vegas, about Vegas sports, and they're, no, they're, they're actually a great a great show. Uh, give them a listen someday. Um, football, very not very often, comes down to that last, that final play of the game. Um, it's more of a uh, they're shaking hands. They know the two-minute warning the whole bit. I shouldn't say always, but there's a lot of times where the game is uh, it's it's decided a lot a lot sooner than the, the final kickoff, but this wasn't one of those one of those spots. Uh, Chase McGrath hit the forty yarder. What a what a football game! Tennessee scored eighteen in the uh, in the fourth quarter. I mean, they gave up fourteen as well, so they had to get every every last bit they could. It was great great play. The uh, the more memorable part was with it, not the most memorable, but the the uh, that ball barely it knuckleballed over over uh, through the uprights, just just missed the crossbar, uh, and then the the fans went absolutely bananas. How uh, they they actually piled on the field quite nicely. They they weren't stopping anybody in the stands. We talked about in the fourteen twenty podcast not that too not that long ago that Dave got a kick out of that. The way that they were kind of uh, being very. Um, Light to each other, even though they were storming the field. So it was a, it was a great game. Uh, Saturday, October the fifteenth, two thousand twenty-two, was a fantastic, fantastic game. The uh, the goalpost got knocked down. They took it right out, right out of the stadium the whole bit. A little bit something happened with the uh, GoFundMe to get new goalposts in Tennessee there. But no, it was a great, great event. The fans on the field. It was a great spot. Uh, I'm sure it's all fresh in someone's memory. Uh, and to to be in that kind of a situation, to be in that kind of I don't know if I'd storm the field at my age, but to be in that kind of a, an environment, college football, there's nothing quite like it, the way the fans get behind it and the way they, they follow their teams or anything else. So uh, Vegas Fever Podcast, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a, a supporter of our show and uh, keep keep uh, keep chugging along. It's uh, it's a grind, but she's, uh, she's well worth it. Seconds. First down midfield. Hendon Hooker can't take a sack. Double clutches. Throws. It is caught. Do they get the timeout? Brew McCoy. Remember, the clock stops on the first down. 
Yes. Down, there's two seconds left. Absolutely. Chase McGrath for the win for the Volunteers. From 40. On the way, a knuckleball. He got it! And here they come. Gets you throwing out shit in the wall, something's bound to stick. And uh, the next one, uh, this guy, he went to the uh, games one. Two, six, and seven of the 2002 World Series. Uh, eventually, something, something good's bound to happen. That World Series is great. San Francisco Giants versus the California Angels, or Anaheim Angels. I don't know why I still keep calling California Angels like it's 1982 or something. Show my age sometimes, I guess. But Athletic Obscura, make sure you guys follow him on Twitter. Some great obscure uh, at, um, sports trivia uh history everything else great stuff every day great content coming from them every day so make sure you follow him but game six he said the big the greatest baseball moment he was ever at the san francisco giants anaheim angels san fran lived five nothing through seven and then uh they scored three in the bottom of seventh uh, anaheim scored three in the bottom of seventh three in the bottom of the eighth scott spezio three run shot in the in the seventh and then uh darren erstad solo shot in the eighth and then anyways they came back and won won the world won the series won the world series and dust Dusty Baker was still wondering what was going on. And uh, 20 years later, Dusty Baker's going to World Series, starting with uh, the Houston Astros. Uh, geez, tomorrow night, I guess it is. Uh, and let's hope that uh, he makes a few, few managerial mistakes again and the uh, Houston Astros don't win a World Series this year because I, I don't like them uh, flat out. But uh, no, it was great. That's a great comeback. Man, the, the way the like Deanna and I were talking tonight how baseball finds a way to just amp things up in the playoffs and things that can happen. Yeah. It's because of the size of the crowds, I guess, but things that can happen on a May or June night that, uh, it's just a, a, a five 5-4 win or a 6-5 win. And because the crowd isn't there, but the way baseball fans amp it up in the playoffs is something to, something to behold. And the way they did it that night, I think it was called Edison Park back then. But the way that the big A, whatever you want to call it now, uh, was something else to behold. But uh, uh, the guys at uh, Athletic Obscure Podcast, they were there for, for four games. But game six was his favorite. Have a listen to the big comeback in game six. Smack in the right. It's a one-run game. and one strike to Troy Gloss. The never-say-die Angels giving their fans a thrill down the stretch in the bottom of the eighth inning. I didn't think two uh, Fenway Park Red Sox moments would make the list or would uh, come up with uh, on the uh, 1420 Sports Bar podcast uh, realm of things, but we're, we're, we do a lot of baseball. He thought I do, and Dave does too, but I'm, I'm more of a baseball guy than a, than a football guy. So the our friends at the Pesky Report, they also, they they had their two cents in what they, uh, what they they're one of their favorite sports moments that they were at, uh, of course, was at Fenway Park, but it was more recently, uh, they didn't have a lot of success back, you know, uh, I shouldn't say that. 2004, they've been very successful ever since then. A lot more successful than the Yankees have been, but we won't get into that a whole bunch. But uh, October 18th, 2021, Game 3 ALCS. The people from the Pesky Report were at Fenway. Uh, the 
Boston scored early and often. Fenway Park was going crazy. There's nothing like when you're the home team gets going uh, and when you're at an event and they score early and you can kind of you can kind of gun it a little bit and having a good time because the game's a little out of hand. Uh, I'd rather see a close game just to keep you on the edge of your seat and keep you interested in the game and everything else. But when the place gets rocking and a baseball game can do that, you, you don't have to pay attention a whole bunch to the rest of the game. You can just sit back, have some beers, and get into her a little bit. And uh, that's what we like doing here at the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. So anyways, uh, Pesky Report, thank you very much. You, congratulations to you guys' show. You're doing a great job. We pre- appreciate it very much for all the, the tweets and retweets and everything that you, you guys do for us. Um, part of the uh, Belly Up Network, obviously. I think they're number one on, on the network. They're doing uh, quite well. So make sure if you're not listening to, to them yet, make sure you give them a listen. They're, uh, it's a great, it's a, even though it's a Red Sox podcast, I listen faithfully. It uh, gets a lot of baseball insight. They're, they're very good. So anyways, October the 18th, 2021, Game 3, ALCS, Pesky Report. Here's some, some golden moments. There's a long drive to right field. Deep toward the grandstand. Tucker looking up. It is gone into the grandstand. Grand slam, Kyle Schwarber. 6-0 Red Sox. Can you believe it? Oh, 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 3-0. 3-0, I'm hacking. What do you mean, Fables? Don't you give me the take? Oh, I'm going to get one down the middle. And Schwarber hits this a mile. Oh, 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 this is beautiful. We said the ball wasn't flying. That one did. Amazing. As many in the last two games as they hit the entire regular season and the first team in postseason history. With three grand slams. In Baseball fans, young and old, know this one. This one is uh, one of the greatest moments in in, sport, in baseball history, but sports history. Uh, this one comes from Andy Lefko, a recent follower on Twitter. Thank you very much for the follow, uh, Andy, uh, at underscore Lefko. Uh, he was at Game 6 in 1986, the World Series, Shea Stadium, the uh, gets-by-Buckner game. Everybody knows it. Everybody, uh, if you're a, a Red Sox fan, you cringe. If you're a baseball fan, you know exactly what we're talking about. Mets fans, you haven't won a World Series since because Mets are going to Met, but we won't get into that. Uh, he says family and friends had tickets they could not use that night. He was supposed to be working at the BNN that night in Forest Hills. He was at the game. Mookie Wilson, Bill Buckner, everybody knows the story. Buckner still gets a bad rap on that situation because of the errors and the wild pitches and everything else that happened throughout that ninth. Yes, it went through Buckner's legs to end it. And uh, we, we all know the, the, the famous Ben Scully call. Joe Garagiola on, the, uh, on the, the color commentary. What a great lineup they were. They were fantastic. Listen to, like I said, baseball fans around the world uh, know this one. It's on every highlight video once the World Series starts, which I said starts tomorrow. It's a, one of those things that uh, one of those, you know where you were. I was at an arcade in Fort McLeod, probably doing something I shouldn't have been doing, playing video games. I wasn't smoking or I was, I was 12. Get your minds out of it. But I was probably I was at an arcade, probably should have been playing baseball or hockey or something. But anyways, uh, 86, Buckner, Mookie, and uh, Andy Lefko was there. What a, what a moment and to be to, to have that memory entrenched in your head. Sports are great. I and mean, when you have something that you can be a part of history, uh, even though you're just in the stands watching history, that must be a, a fantastic moment you can share with uh, friends and family forever. That was a wild pitch. Way inside. Gedman reaches for it. You see he hardly moved as far as shifting, and it gets by him a wild pitch. Apparently not near where he was looking for the pitch. 5-5 in a delirious 10th inning. Line drive foul. And Marty Barrett. 
Knight was out of position because they had Knight really picked off, but Stanley didn't see him. There it is again. You see, he just reaches for the ball. Down goes Mookie. It kind of sailed inside. And here comes Barrett in to talk to Stanley because had Mookie hit just a weak ground ball, Barrett was way out of position because they had a good chance to get Knight at second base. Can you believe this ball game at Shea? Oh, brother. So the winning run is at second base with two out, three and two to Mookie Wilson. Little roller up along first, behind the bag, it gets through Buckner. Here comes Knight and the Mets win it. Second last one before we call it a day here at the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast, the memories, baseball memories or sports memory show, not just baseball, but sports memory show. Uh, a lot of baseball memories, obviously, it's, a, I don't know this way that works out, but no, it's a, uh, this one is uh, near and dear to my heart a little bit, too. Uh, like I said earlier on, the greatest uh, World Series I ever witnessed well, wasn't at the, ga- the games, but it was the Yankees-Diamondbacks World Series. The entire countries, both countries, or people around the world were actually cheering for the Yankees. It was the first time, I think, to the city of New York was down but not out, and people were really pulling for the Yankees uh, a little more than they usually do. It's usually the other way around, but uh, people around the world were cheering for the Yankees. The next the next one is from the guys at uh, score, Scoreboard Addicts Podcast, uh, at score, uh, at score addicts pod uh great new york guys great new york centered podcast we've tried to get hook each other up to be on each other's show a little bit in the past uh we'll put in a better effort here right away as things start to cool down here at 1420 world headquarters got a lot going on so we'll get get on each other's shows and uh have a good bs but anyways one of the guys was at the um Mr. November game, Derek Jeter, Halloween night, which is coming up right away. Obviously, the the clock struck midnight in the Bronx. Everybody knows the story. Jeter hit the home run before he went to bat. He said uh, he won't be his boss after the clock strikes uh, strikes twelve because Tory's uh, contract was up when the clock struck twelve. But they got an extension. Where everything goes because the nine eleven, the whole bit. Everybody knows the story. The 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 long at bat that Jeter had just going over the short porch at the old place. The place went nuts. I can't imagine what it was like uh, there. At at Yankee Stadium at the old place. Stands must have been just a rocking after that. The the whole thing down in the Bronx. Uh, great moment in, in, in not only Yankee history but in sports history. Uh, and Jeter started he started cementing himself as one of the Yankee greats of all time at that point. So this one goes out to the Scoreboard Addicts podcast. Thank you very much for everything you guys do for the fourteen twenty podcast. And we'll talk to you guys real soon. Jeter hits it to right. Like I said in the opening, not every uh, great moment in sports history is a game that means anything. Sometimes they're non-consequential. Sometimes it's just a game in September. Sometimes it doesn't mean a whole bunch in the standings. and the, Or it's just who you are. Some, like a, lot, a lot of great moments in life aren't where you are, it's who you're with. And uh, this was a great moment for me, not only because... Uh, I'm getting a little choked up here. Uh, not only because it's where I was, but it's also who I was with. I was at... Uh, Yankee State with my sister and my brother, and we uh, were fortunate enough to go to three games, and two of them ended up being uh, walk-offs. We had a great time, all in all. Like we saw, we saw the Who in concert that weekend at Madison Square Garden. But anyways, we'll we'll talk about the sports moments. We saw the Saturday the the uh, the Yankees walk, wanted to walk off, and then on Sunday uh, they wanted to walk off the same thing. But it's a great moment for me uh, in my Yankee fandom that I got to share it with my brother and my sister. Uh, my brother been there a couple times with me before. Uh, we talked about it in the past. We've been fortunate to sit in the legend suite and the whole bit, but, uh, this game was a lot of fun. We were sitting in section, uh, 
103, uh, row eight. We uh, the day before we snuck down and we were sitting in a 114, I believe. And then we we moved to to 103 right by the Modell sign. Row uh, row ten. We were sitting there. They, they but they wouldn't let us sit there the next day. Block off the whole bit. Great time. But the the next day the Yankees were down uh, four nothing in the eighth. It wasn't going so good. And uh, me and the guy the guy that I was sitting next to, we were drinking beers and we were bitching about the Yankees pop gun offense. Now is this going to be a disaster? And my sister, she wasn't having it. She uh, she got positive and she goes, let's, let's, let's get positive everything else. And, and her, her, uh, her daughter, McKinley, my niece, they have for her softball team. They have a, a stupid home run song. H O H O M H O M E R U N home run. And then she started singing this song and got a few other people in the section singing it. So it was a lot of fun. The Yankees come back uh, to tie it up. Didi, Didi was great. Uh, Gardner, a uh, man, I miss Didi. I miss Gardy, but I mean, it was time for, for, for them to, both, maybe not Gardner so much, but Didi, I, I really miss him. He was a great transition uh, from Jeter to the next shortstop of the Yankees. They just a great, a great individual for the game of baseball and for the Yankees. But anyways, Gardner hit a home run just to the left of us uh, where we were sitting in 103. And then uh, Mike Ford uh, won it in a walk-off fashion to the, hit the ball just to the right of us into the uh, Yankee bullpen. And you've you, you, you seen the, the people in the bullpen running around and, and mayhem ensued. And we had a great time after the game over the, the Yankee Tavern into stands. And just it, it, we enjoyed it so much. And like I said, uh, sometimes it's, it's not the games that uh, that mean a whole bunch. And it, it, a lot of times it don't matter where you are, it's who you're with. But uh, I was fortunate enough that day to be with two people I love and uh, yeah, at a great place, a place I'd really love to go to. I'm getting emotional here. So I'll, I'll end this edition of this great uh, idea that I, that I came up with and I, I hope it didn't Jim, I hope it wasn't too much work to get this out there. I hope people who listen to this uh, enjoy it a lot for this memory show. And if you have some great memories, I've listened to listen to this get back to me some great thoughts at great places that you've been some time some sporting events that you were uh at, you were at that you had you were a part of whether it was a championship moment or just a moment you were on september one or our game it didn't matter a bunch of standings that, that one was mine so uh thank you very much for listening uh take care of each other but more importantly take care of yourself Need you around keep your stick on the ice don't swing a high pitches and i'll end it with my saying hey everybody smart people bunt Thanks for listening to the 1420 Sports Bar Podcast. We're, we're doing some great things here at the show. We've got some great things planned, so just keep bear with us. Uh, we're putting out great content on a daily basis. We appreciate everything you guys are doing for us, so keep tuning in and uh, subscribe, listen, YouTube, the whole bit. Have a good, have a good day, folks. We'll talk to you again on uh, well, later on tonight. Bottom of the ninth inning. Yankees are down by one. Brett Gardner leads off. Drill deep to right field. Going back is Grossman. Looking up. See ya. It's a tie game. With a home run to right field, 4-4. Let the Guardy party begin. And the Yanks are deadlocked at four. And here's Mike Ford pinch hitting for Clint Frazier. Driven deep to right center field. See ya. Back-to-back home runs by Gardner and Ford. Back-to-back in a belly-to-belly. And the Yankees come from 4-0 down in the eighth to win on back-to-back home runs in the ninth. 5-4. One of the great Yankee wins of the year. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 